say something, goddammit. You're on television. You're live to the whole world. Hello and welcome back to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today, unfortunately, is... Luke. And returning... <laughs> Ralph. Nice. Welcome back, you all. To you guys personally, my co-host, to me, and to the audience, to us. Well, we're back. Our hiatus is done. Our vacation is over. The new year starts here. Um, this is episode number 171. And today's episode, we're not going to do reviews. We're going to do a bunch of mini reviews. Uh, normally on this show, we have something called Recent Discoveries. And we're just having an extended version of it because it's been two months to around there. No, like six weeks since we've been on the show. And since we reviewed anything new, it's been like two months solid. So, uh, but we have, it's not like we stopped watching new movies. We're just going to uh, kind of count them all and just go through them real quick in like a nice succession. It's a yay or nay and the start of the new year. Now that uh, that cinema and Hollywood are back in full swing with, you know, weekly blockbuster hits as they're going, um, like it used to be pre-COVID, it's coming back full strong. So we're going to take advantage of that and talk about some of these movies. movies. And uh, obviously, as to what to expect Nate, later on um, at the end of the show. Uh, as well as that, as in, in addition to talking about that, we're going to review, or not review necessarily, but go over the nominations list for the Academy Awards, which is coming out. By the time you listen to this, it already been out. Um, actually, that's, it's out this weekend, right? For us? Yes, it is. I may release this. No, I may have to release this episode on the Friday before. Uh, because it makes no sense for us to talk about it as if it's not. No, whatever. You know. You're the one that editing it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. That makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, you'll listen. Anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about. And then the Oscar stuff. And then that's it. That is, a, that is it for the show. No, no main review. Um, you can always uh, follow this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Over there, you know, every year we kind of touch on at least. Sometimes we full out do like full-blown reviews. Of, uh, of the Academy Awards, like list by list. But this year, we're going to do like half measure of that. We're going to do a good-sized chunk, but not like the whole thing. Anyway, but if you want to follow previous year's talk and all that shit and many more things, uh, check it out. Check us out at otherpodcast.com, not to mention wherever the hell you're listening to us. Um, all right. Vacation be over. Luke, how you been? How was your last two months? How you been? Uh, I've been fine. I think. You got balder. Shut up, you. Okay. No, uh, just doing whatever working reading I'm trying to read uh, every single day so still doing that what's your uh what's your criteria for that like a chapter a day like what do you want to um one sentence no <laughs> chapter would be a nice one but no as much as i can usually i'll usually about 25 30 minutes give or take well it could be more than one chapter right yeah so, yeah but depending so some books i had read had like really long chapters yeah no, yeah, that's true. That is for sure true. Some books some don't even have. Um, yeah, anything um, super like anything that pops out, like one thing. If you were to describe one thing that popped out of you recently, book wise, mm. no, right now I'm just reading uh, what's his face, Edward Snowden's book, mm-hmm. permanent Which record, one? permanent record. Mm-hmm. So. And before that, I was reading. It's funny because they're both about like leaking things. I read Chelsea Manning's book. Uh, I think it's like readme.txt or something. Oh, I think you're going to say about uh, the pipes bursting in Chicago during that one year. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. All right. 
Cool. Yeah. Oh, and then a really weird one. This is how you lose the time war, which actually has two authors, Max Gladstone and Amal Ed Elsa Mosa something. Mm-hmm. Now it's blocked off, but yeah, nonetheless, that was right. a good one. All right. Cool. Check those out, guys, if you want. Uh, Raf, what about you, man? What's up? What was the question? I, how you been doing the vacation here? Um, weird, I guess. A lot of stuff going on on my end. Um, planning a lot of stuff, so I've been just... I'm about to kick it into high gear with a lot of OT at work. Um, been able is to catch it, movies. Is this the OT season? Yeah, it's coming up OT season for sure. I've been doing some OT, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um... I always say on OT. I mean, I've always done. I've never not done, done OT. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring break's coming up soon, so I know it sounds weird considering it's still shitty weather. But and I think it's going to snow tomorrow for us. When, when is spring break for us? Normally, allegedly, right? We missed that big snowstorm last time. Um, we're I think we're in it next week. That soon, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's because it's the whole Chicagoland area. Everyone goes different times. Yeah, right. That's why I said but like, normal. Mainly, mainly spring break is known for like the last week of March and most of April. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I thought we like a solid April, but hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Um. Your 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 relation to spring break is in the sense of like you're working more that week, right? That's what you're saying. Uh. Yeah. Right. No. Well, you say that week, but it's really for like a month straight. Right. Because yeah. the be- different people, right? Yeah. Right. 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 Or a little bit more than that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just be working more. I mean, the opportunity is there. So. Right. Right. So you you you're just saying you're not saying no to the opportunities, basically. Right. If anything, I'm taking I'm doubling down. So. Spring break season. Right. Because yeah. I won't be here the a lot of April. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Besides right. that, um, like I said, I've been watching movies, catching up on uh, shows, um, having a hard time starting new shows. To be honest with you, like um, what, for example? I don't want to start any new shows. <laughs> like have you been example. watching? Have you been watching Tilu? No. Oh man, The Last of Us. No. Last of Us. Why? The Mandalorian season three. Oh, uh, is that is that what you're calling The Last of Us? Yeah, I watched The Last of Us. Yeah, that's what it's called. I mean, that's the... No, that's not what it's called. It's called The Last of Us. It's, yeah. the, it's Tilu. No, it's yeah. not. The Last of Us. It's the... There's the no letter. I. It's There's the no letter. I. No, it's Tilu. That's the letter T and then Lou. <laughs> or Tlau. Tlau would be better. Luke's face. And I can only imagine Rob's face. I'm uh, rolling my eyes so hard. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Yeah, I think I'm getting it right now. Yeah, you should light. feel it. You should Speed feel it because it's there, fucking there. Um, um, okay, yeah, you no, have no. seen it. You've been watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm caught up to that. I watched that. I mean, one episode day. left, guys. Right, as of this recording. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'll talk about it another time. But besides yeah. that, yeah, I haven't been really wanted to do anything, uh, watch anything, I start anything at all. I, to be honest with you, so yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I've been doing very little of that too. Not 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 very little. I wouldn't say that, but not as much as other times. Uh, this year, I mean, the start of this year, this n- new three months we're in of twenty twenty three. Um, I actually been honing a lot into movies. Been catching up to uh, some of last year's movies that I didn't get to watch. Yeah, and uh, watching a lot of new stuff. Been going to the theaters a lot, like almost every week. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I've been enjoying that, um, and we'll, we'll see we'll see the fruits of that in a minute. Um, as well as been doing um, 
the Lego stuff has been going stronger lately, and as you can see. And um, in relation to that, also, I've been I've been in this mood of uh, I, well, I've been I read like Stephen King's latest book, well, not latest because he already has two more that I didn't catch up with, but like one of the latest ones. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. It was really fun to w- read that book. I saw Red Fairy Tale. Um, and uh, lately, I've been into or this last week, I've been into rereading books. So I'm rereading Dave Mitchell's books, um, Bone Clocks, and I'm in the middle of Cloud Atlas right now. Um, Ooh, I like that movie. It's a good movie and a pretty good book. I haven't read the book in a while, though, so it's a good reread for me. It's been, uh, I forgot the details, you know. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that lately and uh, just been chilling a lot more, really. Um, nothing crazy going on either. All right, with that in mind, guys, we're going to get into some recent discoveries. Um now we normally go with like Luke, then Roth, then myself, as far as the order which you know what but we watch independently. I'm taking over, so no, no, we're gonna do the same. But there's gonna be a lot of crossover. So the second Luke comes up on a title that either Roth or myself or both of us have seen, we'll just interrupt gonna... him completely. Yeah, entirely. Make sure he doesn't say a word about exactly, it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Luke, why don't you start us off here? What did you what you've been watching over there? That movie sucks. No. <laughs> Chronologically. <laughs> I can't even get it out of my mouth, Rob. It's like fuck yeah, this guy. Chronologically as in you when you saw them or when they came out? What? yes. Now we're focusing just on hopefully this is the list that reflects all this. Uh, movies that just came out this year, this brand new yeah. year. We're not doing to past me, year yeah. stuff. Okay. No, not to you. That came out this year specifically. <laughs> Well, we already had that discussion with the first movie because it was a limited release. So, oh yes, that's, yeah, that, okay. that's so, fine. I understand that. That's fine. That's an understandable one. But you can't say like this twenty-two movie. You know, like mm. I finally saw the ninth Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty-one. Not seen. That's good. Okay. Watch it. They're in space. <laughs> oh, um. God. <laughs> When is, the tra- when is the fucking Transformers crossover? I, I, I can't wait. I want to see it all. No. Anyway, but this is not a Fast and Furious okay, podcast. No, okay. So, so uh, the Netflix check cleared. So the Pale Blue Eye was mm-hmm. my first one. Because that came out January 6th on Netflix. Mm-hmm. A, a movie starring Christian Bale and some other people that I really don't really care for. You remember the, the um, what's his, um, Dursley? Dudley Dursley? Mm-hmm. He plays Edgar Allan Poe in the movie. Does he? Yeah, he's actually really good. Yeah. Surprisingly, Sorry. yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty much a detective investigating a murder who meets a young Edgar Allan Poe who assists him in this murder. And it takes place in the age, like the Victorian England era kind of thing. Well, that was in the it's U.S. A, it's a period it piece. New York. No, no, the era, I said. Right. Okay, whatever. Um, you were saying... Get it together, boys. Did you also see this one, Oscar? I did. It's in my list. That's why he keeps chiming in. Mm-hmm. Like we said we would. <laughs> so there's a movie takes place in West Point, New York, or the mm-hmm. United States Military Academy. I was England. West Point, New York. Mm-hmm. The West Point. It's a big yeah, deal. The West Point. <laughs> and yeah, it's an all right movie until the very end where it just kind of got really screwy. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got screw. Oh, you didn't like it? No. Totally threw me off, and I was just like, no. <laughs> and I felt like they kind of made this thing into like an, how Edgar Allan Poe would kind of do his works later on in life. Uh huh. So just, I'm, like, the, the, I'm guessing that's why they did it. What a fascinating reaction to it. Um, I, I kind of had the reaction that most people that have seen this movie have, um, which is the opposite of you. I, it was, I felt like the first two thirds or half of the movie 
was so boring and such a slog that when the the twist came in and the third act hit, I was like, "Oh, that is cool!" It kind of like gave me a breath of life. A little too late. Well, it depends which one. Which twist are you talking? The main twist about the murder investigation. The who actually done the murder? Yes, and the who done it murder. Yes, who actually did? Yeah, Yeah, that was just like that was crazy to be twisty. That was no. Well, I mean, that was a. I mean, this is all on his stories, right? But yeah, yeah. you're right. Maybe, maybe. But for, for me, it felt like a like a really cool ending um, when I thought it was kind of boring and predictable before. So um, it was an interesting movie. I, I kind of liked what it was going for. I think it kind of failed ultimately because it was uh, such a slog. And I also don't, I also don't love the ending all that much either. I just thought it was better than the first half. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll give you that. So I think we agree. I think we agree overall. We just like different little versions right. of it. Um, that's great, though. Um, okay. Yeah, a crime movie on Netflix. Check it out if you want. What's By uh, Scott Cooper, the guy who did Crazy Heart. Yeah, yeah, Crazy nice. Heart and that one other nice movie. Throwback Antlers. Did he do Antlers? Yeah. Huh. I've never seen that. Hostiles. Black what? Mass. Out of the Furnace. Black Mass. I know. Out of the Furnace is probably the only one I really like. Okay. Alright, cool. Alright, next one I saw was uh, Broker. Hmm. A South Korean film that we finally just got in the US. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in South Korea, obviously. It's about two guys, Kang Ho and Dong Wan. And they essentially uh, take a baby that's given up for adoption hmm. and try to act as brokers. And instead of it going through the whole system, they try to sell it like on like a black market type of situation. <laughs> until the mother tries to get the child back, but then she kind of gets involved and they go on this crazy road trip trying to get this child to a family and get the money. Interesting. That sounds heavy. Kind of, yeah. Uh, runs like just over two hours long. And one of the things that I thought, I was like, man, this movie definitely needs an editor because just like the other South Korean movie that we saw last year, same thing. I'm like... 20, 30 minutes could have probably been cut out somewhere. Okay. Because they also have like this side story with like these cops trailing them as well. So it's like, what the hell? You know, it kind of it kind of sounds like Tokyo Godfathers, right, Ralph? A little bit, actually. Yeah. Have you seen that, Luke? Yes, we reviewed it. Oh, we did review it. Oh, shit, we did. Anyway, but doesn't it sound like it a little bit? Uh, in, a, in a non-comical way, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that movie wasn't just comedy, but it was very wholesome and I had it yeah it was just great yeah, mm-hmm. different ways okay yeah. uh, still not a bad movie we got a chance to see it go so on. you're yaying it yes uh, it's a yay. cool I was the only person in that theater and I yayed it all to myself that happens a lot of me right <laughs> the last only person in the movie um alright you know- I've been having the weird one where I go to the movies and it goes, huh, there's only like two people in here that I, when I book the tickets mm-hmm. and then I get there and I'm like, this theater's packed. <sighs> oh, so annoying. Get your seats early. It's so, oh, it's so, so you get annoying, early and bro. you're like, Oh no. Yeah, I, and I don't even get it like that yeah. early. I get it day of like a couple hours before, like early enough to where like, Oh look, like, yeah, I got time, you know, like go buy them. Yeah. Like, and then still, I get there, and I'm like, where did you guys come from? Like, A lot of people do everything last minute, more, more last minute than that. That's yeah. the norm, you know? I mean, it, it works for me for the seat that I go to. I get the better seats, so whatever. That's true. Uh, all right, what's next, Luke? Next is that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Scarlet Bond. Hmm. 
So I didn't watch. I know nothing about reincarnated as a slime. So I watched six episodes of the anime just to get the basics down. Like you and saw then, it. Uh, you saw the episodes before the movie. Yes. Okay. And then uh, Ralph was with me and Greg. I think from the show. And were you there, Oscar? Matt was no, there. No, I was Matt, not there. Matt, okay. I missed out on this. I want to see it. That's right. Okay, so yeah, they filled me in pretty much on who's that person and why is he so OP? You mean the slime? <laughs> yes. Why is yeah. the slime so OP? <laughs> and I'm like, how does he get a body form? It's probably episode seven. I'll be there next. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that far into it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so overall, you're both of us, right? Okay. No, I mean, I think Ralph could probably take this because he knows more about the show. I thought it was an okay movie. Yeah, it was okay at best, I would say. Um, you didn't miss having much Oscar. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was okay. I just felt like um, they should have... It's weird, because anime movies are weird, in my opinion. I, I feel like they should be... Sometimes I feel like they should be standalone. I don't mind if you combine it and make it like a story, part of the story and part of something else. That's cool, too, but, like, like who are you placating to here? Like, we all are watching the anime already. So, like, or if not all, like, 99.999 repeating... Uh, percent that we're all watching it and we kind of know a lot of things so like why are you doing like these introductions or why are you talking about stuff like that that was kind of annoying um, or like dumb little stuff but overall it was cool to see at least some backstory on some of these guys because it takes place more for the um, uh, what are those guys the demon the demons that join him uh, mm-hmm. you remember the demons that join him Oscar and uh, late stage demons yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Betty Maru and Geld and uh, not Geld, uh, Betty Maru, Rusoka, um The guy who collected all the, like he collected all the souls for and shit. No, the the, no, no, no. Like the, uh, the ninja ones, like the old man okay. and yeah. those guys, those guys. Like basically his like main squad, his yeah. main like uh, guardsmen. The, the, I guess the bad cook and the yeah, correct. Yeah, those guys. Um, and it has to do with their peoples. Um, and like the person. So is it required viewing? And is it like Mugen Train? No, right? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I didn't, look, I didn't pay attention to that. We'll have to ask somebody for that. It, hmm. I don't know. It felt like this is one of those things that probably just took place in between the anime, you know? Yeah, it does I feel write. like an in between anime thing where like they help this other country out and now they're kind of like friendly. And we'll never see this country in the anime again. We might. They might talk about it and they might mention it like, hey, this is, this is canon now kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, but I don't think they have to. Yeah, it does feel like they don't ever have to talk about it again. Very much so. Okay. And it just felt okay. It was okay at best. It was like three episodes, but the length of four. Okay. Yeah. Full okay. blown so, 30 minutes, not the 23. So, like, still stretched out a little bit? Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Okay. So, that's what called again, the full title? I'm not reading the title. <laughs> That time I got reincarnated as a slime, Scarlet Bond. The movie you forgot, and then Scarlet Bond, but it's okay. It oh my god! Really? Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to. Not, I have to type that. In. I. It's. It's. It's such a hard anime to recommend to people. It's not. It's not hard to recommend to people at all. It's hard to say it and then go. Yeah, I know. You have. You have to like end it with. Yeah, I know. Like. Yeah. The the title's horrible, but yeah, you should watch this show. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's like it's like as bad as we bought a zoo, but it's uh, but the movie in this case, in this, the show doesn't reflect the title though. Whereas yeah. in we bought a zoo does reflect the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I I love how you bring that reference up every so often, and I don't think I've I've never seen. I know I've never seen that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think Luke has either, and uh, I just love how much you hate that movie. But yeah, yeah, it's like my new Waterworld. Um, 
not entirely true. There's, yeah. I think there's movies I hate after that too. Um, okay, what's next then, Luke? All right, this one I think we've all seen. Called, uh, Knock at the cabin. You saw it, Ross? Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, we all. Only M Night Shyamalan ding dong. Yeah. So, what do we think of M Night's latest movie? Um, best ending ever. You're expecting a crazy twist. Honestly, I think that was uh, legit the twist is the fact that we were expecting one and we didn't uh, get it. Uh, in a weird way. I dug it. I dug the movie. I yeah. thought it was cool. Um, I thought eh, you probably could have ended it like five minutes earlier. But it is what it is. But um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Um, it worked out for me. It was a cool story overall. A lot of the stuff that happens. I thought um He's so religious. I thought Dave Bautista fucking was like Killing yeah, it, pretty good. Yeah, right? killing it. Yeah, yeah. Did, did really, different. Yeah, he had some. He had some really like like very like chewy scenes that he had to do. Like just fucking right this year already yeah. though with him. Yeah, good know, for him. He's nailing it, and the Guardians coming out too. You know, right? And uh, you know, Glass Onion recently. What? Rupert Grint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, very supporting though. He's like, he's like, he kind of um, goes away to him. I was like, wait, is that the kid from her? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I seen him in um in that M Night Show Servants. Oh, there the- is a show, right? I yeah, yeah. He's in that. He's one of the main characters. On Apple um, TV. Yes, on Apple TV Plus, technically. And um, he, I saw the first season, and I thought he was good. Um, I thought he was good. Like, not a solid actor. Not like he was not doing crazy work though. But whatever. Um, so I'm glad he got another job here. That's good. Um, I also thought it was it was decent and fun to watch. It was a very fun time, uh, despite all the uh, outcry coming out about the what's going on with the you know the homosexual rep- representation that people are complaining about and all this stuff. Which some of it is legit though, which I understand, but it didn't bother me. Um, besides that, uh, I thought it was a little rudiment, a little, little not rudimentary, elementary, a little bit like a, a little too e- little too nice. You know, to put it uh, like everything fits a little too nicely, um, but it was a solid story. I liked it. If it, it, it read like a short story, that's kind of like a fun time, like a fun. I think afternoon. it's based off. Uh... It feels like you sat down, you just read a short story, like thirty pages, and you're like, "That's a really nice story." Um, that's how it felt like to me. Uh, I like the ending, and I like the lead up to it, and I like uh, most of the acting, if not all of it. So yeah, but nothing like whatever. It's not like glass or anything where like it's so polarizing and crazy. Um. All right. So that's not at the cabin, and not in a long. Is this still in theaters? Might still be a little bit, but not really. Um. What's next, Luke? All right. You, Another very oh. long title. Oh, okay. Sword Art Online: The Movie. Progressive. Mm-hmm. Sherzo of Deep Night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. So they're doing these. I guess Sword Art Online: The Movie. Progressive things. That take place in the first season of the anime, because from what I remember, so uh-huh. quite some time. There's, they go through all these different levels in the an- of this world that they're stuck in, mm-hmm. and these are just like little stories in between, you know, that happen yeah. like for the time jumps essentially. Yeah, and basically, it's it's just that it's just a little story, about a ninety minute long story of just them. That takes place the- within the world of the first season. Yeah. Huh. Of them progressing through like one level of this game that they're stuck in. Okay, that's kind of cool actually. Because I think the first season is like the best. That pretty much so. So we're just kind of like, hey, that's sold. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, I like. I personally like the bullet season, but I just personally like it. I thought it was. I, like uh, it. 
the perspective of the female. Is it? I have no idea. Look. The show or the yeah, movie? The movie. Um, this was. Mm, I don't know. I think it was still 50 50. Okay. So. So they still jump around. Because they jump around sometimes in the show, but it's mainly the dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 80% the dude. Yeah. So okay. uh, yeah, this is probably. This one has maybe more of her in it and more of like character development in her thing. So. Okay. I have a question. I know yeah. it's an old show, so this is hardly a big spoiler. Um. Does it take place after everyone knows that the main character has uh, the whole beta testing power? Like, are they advanced? Like, are they in level 100-somethings? You know what I'm saying? No, they're not that far. Okay. But they do reference that he was in the beta and there was, like, things uh-huh. that he knows about the game. Okay. But, you know, obviously, there's, they've been changed. Like, because, you know, as soon as uh, that comes out or whatever, like, he becomes a little famous, right, around the whole game because he's like, one of the... One of the few. Yeah, he has no crazy powers, nothing like that. He's just, oh, he's just very. Over- oh, he's OP in general because yeah, he has well, a beta. Part, right? so. um, I get it. I get it. Um, what is it? Dual wielding? That's his power, right? Dual wielding. Um, anyway, um, I, I might check this out. Is um, is it? It's action, right? So fun action. Is yeah. the action scenes good? Yeah. Because if it's- the action scenes are pretty much the best part of this movie. That's okay. where like the budget went. All right, cool. Okay, and uh, maybe, maybe I'll watch it. Would this be on uh, Crunchyroll or no? Mm. It might actually eventually go there. So okay. I know this is like not the first one. I think the other one might be already on Crunchyroll. The other yeah, Crunchyroll does a horrible job advertising their movies. Yeah, I know they do. That's why I kind of ask you guys. They um, kind of put them in. They put everything in the show, hmm. so everything is connected to the show. It'll be on there. Okay. Will it be as like a season, but not really? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. That. Okay. All right, so what's next after that? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And this is something we've all seen, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Didn't we all go together? No, I saw this separately. Hmm. I almost went with you guys. But... That's did two movies it? you almost went with us. Did I mm-hmm. see it separately? Or did I go with you, Ralph? I can't remember. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I went with you. I think I went by myself. Does it change your viewing? I don't know. Okay. Not really. <laughs> All right. Um, this one I did not like as much because I was expecting another type of heist movie like the other ones were. Really? Yeah. You were expecting a heist? Why? I mean, Why? that's what the other ones seemed like. They were like type of heist movies. No. I wouldn't yes. say. I wouldn't call either of them heist movies. Heist-ish? I mean, the second. The second one has some heisty elements, but no, it's... Wait, that's what I was expecting. Okay. And I mean, it's, this one is actually just a lot of setup for what's about to come. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kang and shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, it was, it was fine. Not the best, not the Eternals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, that movie... What did you guys think? Um, well, I don't have expectations for things because, you know, not a weep, but, um, I mean, you are, okay. yeah, I know. but anyways, um, actually I, I had the opposite effect where I thought this movie looked because it has a horrible name. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I thought it was going to be trash to be honest with you. Um, but I think it does a good job setting up, um, the, the potent, the future of the Marvel universe which is the next big whatever phase we're in. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, I just, sure. 
few say so. Um, it's the, the setup does is phenomenal for sure for Kang the Conqueror. Uh, Jonathan Majors is going to be a great villain in the future. His next twenty years of acting or whatever he's going to do. I mean, um, yeah, he's in another movie where he's a villain. In this right, right, right. And then anytime he plays a good guy, I'm never going to trust him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, besides the guy from the Shield, <laughs> Vic Mackey. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that for him, but that was a that was a weird deep cut you got there. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I actually like the title. Quantum Mania sounds like fun to say. No, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Yeah. Oh, I think there are worse titles than that, but yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I agree, there are worse titles than that, but it's still not a great title. I just like uh, Quantum Mania. It feels like uh, it feels like they're, it's, locked, it's in lockstep with their, with their previous weird titles, like the Doctor sure. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Quantum Mania. No, of course, it of course. Like part of the it does, it does, yeah. They are, they're like in a, in a zone. Yeah. I, I also like the bookends of the movie, how the, the movie starts and how it ends. So I actually think this movie sucks. <laughs> I think this oh. is a really bad movie. Um, I think that they had the opportunity to be in, insanely creative with this pocket universe, this miniature mini, 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 mini ver- you know, universe where like microscopicness is, is is another world with its own ecosystem and whatever. And what did they do? They just made it weird aliens that are humanoids and uh, and an uneventful French-looking revolution going on in the background. It was so uninspiring. They had all this potential to do whatever they wanted, and this is what they came in, they came up with. I found it really bad. Yeah, I found um, the quantum zone very underwhelming. Underwhelming as shit. Even the Bill Murray scene was like so weird. Um, I didn't like a lot of the things they were doing in this movie. The only saving grace was fucking Ken, because Jonathan Majors can act the shit out of it, and he did. He's like the best part of the movie. Um, and that was really badass, and that was almost, almost saved the movie, but it didn't for me. Um, it did feel like Iron Man 2 in the sense that it's just a setup movie, um, which is not a good thing in general. But even at the best of times, this might be the worst version of them. <laughs> so I really didn't like Quantumania. Um, didn't the, even the, the comedy didn't pop at all. Like a lot of it felt kind of stilted where the comedy did work a lot better in the last two movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and then also, it's kind of hard to be on the, like, be on, be an Ant-Man and the Wasp fan, meaning like, seeing things go miniature and seeing him blow up like seeing that in relation to our real world is where it's interesting not where it's a bunch of alien stuff that we don't know what the size of it is anyway you know what i'm saying like all the gimmicks of like making those little like wasp thing right in the movie huge to eat bill mary whatever um it doesn't give the same effect as when you see a minivan in our world being like miniaturized and then blown up right because we experience that every day. I feel like it loses that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because it's not everyday things that they're actually fucking with. It's just like this make-believe place that's no creativity to it. So I found it kind of underwhelming. So that was my beef with it. Um, but that was that was Otherwise, it was okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, anyway, that's Hammer and the Wasp, Quantumania. Sorry, I don't mean down on, down on it. But uh, what's next, Buff? Uh, Luke. Uh, Marlowe. Okay, you and I saw this movie. Yes. So, what do you think of it? I knew nothing about this movie. I was literally like, hey, I'm off tomorrow. Pulled hmm. up the AMC app, and I was like, what's playing? Oh, Marlo, Liam Neeson. Looks like some like you know detective noir type of movie. And yeah. why not? Yeah. Also uh, made by Neil Jordan. 
I looked him up, and honestly, I don't think I've seen anything that guy's ever put out. You've never seen an interview with the vampire. Oh, okay, I was like, you never it's, seen an interview with the vampire. I, what? I don't know. I was probably like a kid when I saw that movie. Have you seen The Good Thief with no. Nick Nolte? He did that movie. Well, you're not seeing the movie. Yep. Um, he also did. Uh, what's that movie that he's known for? High Spirits. Eh. High Spirits. Yeah. No. He actually directed that, and it's funny because that's like my favorite band. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, continue the movie, Marlo. Right. Uh, Marlo, yeah. Uh, overall, oh, Greta. Didn't you? Weren't you there for Greta? I don't think so. Okay, my bad. All right, go ahead. We reviewed that movie. Mm-hmm. Did we? Yeah, uh-huh. we did. Maybe I just forgot about it. <laughs> well, Anyways, yeah. okay, might, detective. Might, might have been a year before this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, detective movie had that one, had a really cool like scene that kind of was not expecting with like a crazy little shootout. Because it seemed kind of a tame, little weird twist at the end that I didn't care for. Yeah, I wasn't a a big. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that either. Um, I thought the movie was solid. I think it had some really good parts. The movie goes ultra violent sometimes, out of the blue, seemingly. The, the violence? Yeah. Yeah, like you said, like that crazy shootout scene. I was not expecting that. No, but even that, like outside of that stuff, like you, they really, you know, I'm not saying they like up the. The sound on the on the bones breaking or the the blood splashing, but they did something. It's not a little more real. Um, I'm not saying Leonisa's punches were doing that. I'm just saying the the movie had a f- more than just that one shootout of like like weird little ultra violent moments that came out of nowhere for me, uh, which I which I like by the way. I was a big fan <laughs> of it. I feel like I need to maybe rewatch this movie at some point, maybe later in the year. Uh, but I overall think it was a, it was okay movie. It was good. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't great either. So that's kind of how I feel. Which is sucks because this is a, a classic mid-tier movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I'll never talk about it again because it's not terrible to meant to like bitch about. And it's not great to gush over. So, um, But I don't know. That's how I feel. Seems like you're in the same boat, Luke. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's Marlo. Check it out if you want. And the last one and the most recent one that I, all three of us went to together, mm-hmm. Creed the Third. Creed, yeah, no, Creed Three, because Creed the Third sounds like it's the third generation Creed. <laughs> um, There's a third generation Creed. Yeah, we just saw this recently last week. Yes, we did. Um, Michael B. Jordan directing, guys. That was his uh, debut, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... I wish my debut had an IMAX camera to it. Uh, Boxing scenes are phenomenal. Uh, The emotional uh, lacked so much. It was just... It lacked so much? It lacked emotion. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Especially like like him going up to like the fight. It was pretty much just like, "Hmm, guess you got to fight him now. Okay. Um... Okay, I I didn't see it that way, but I'm surprised you did. Because um, I felt like I saw a lot of emotion in this movie. Now, it's very guy-heavy. Like, it's very, like, it's about these two guys that, you know, deal with their problems with violence because they're boxers. So, yeah, that's not healthy, but it's still, like, the way that, you know. <laughs> um, I, I kind of dug this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I fell in love with the spectacle of it. Like I was in it in the moment, you know. And maybe there's a come down effect after you're done watching it. Maybe that's what a lot of people are going through right now. But I felt like um, it's a it's a big movie to enjoy in a big screen. It feels like one of those movies. And um, I like the spectacle. I love the boxing in it. Kind of like new stuff we don't we don't see often the way they were kind of showing it. 
and uh, they did something new. I would say with not new, but new, like not like rarely seen in boxing stuff when it comes to um, let's just say going outside the box and showing how boxing is done, right? And um, fun montage. I love the montage. <laughs> um, pull a plane. The only thing I didn't like about this movie is that I feel like it crammed two movies into one. Um, where because I did want more. Now it's I know that it's better to leave, to have a movie leave you wanting more, but I felt like they, they they overdid it in this case, and I can't really get into that without spoiling it a lot. So I'll just say that there's a great cutoff part where it could this movie could have been one movie, and then the second movie would have been, you know, what the third act was going to be, um, in a great build up way. And I think it would have worked better, and it could serve way more build up on the. How many fights is this guy going to do to keep his championship title? And then um, the main Creed's come back to it by his own training and fighting back. You know, like, I think they could have done a lot more with this back and forth. And I feel like they, they resolved it way too fast. Because I think they needed another movie or this movie needed to be three hours. <laughs> um, maybe that's better. Maybe three hours is better than two movies. But either way, it feels like they got, I feel like there's a lot that they're leaving away here. Uh, Rob, what did you think of the movie? Uh, yeah, the fight scenes are amazing. Um, I thought that was really, they're really well done. Um, I did not see it in IMAX, but yeah, you could tell it's shot really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't see the problem with emotions. Is it because of the sign language? Is it? Is that? Is that no. what it was? Oh, I love the kid. It was literally like the whole build up was, to like the fight, and it was literally that one scene where she was like, "Oh, I guess you got to fight him now." It's like really that. That's how we're gonna go to this. Is your wife just tells you, "Yeah, go fight him." Maybe you're suffering that's the same thing I was it. suffering. Maybe maybe it got there too fast, like a different me. But I still felt the emotion. But I maybe, but we have the same maybe issue where like, yeah, it, you wanted it, more. It uh, yeah, there. I do agree. The leap is kind of it is does feel. I, I get what you're yeah. saying. Like I get what you're saying. Um, uh, I, I had a bigger problem in the beginning of the movie actually with the, and I I just feel like it was a big missed opportunity, and it's a very big blindside in my in my opinion of the movie. Um, when. When um, what's it called? Jonathan Major's character, uh, who Damien, mm-hmm. when he uh, when he beats the the current champ, and you know, which is like Adonis's like pride and joy of his, you know, club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we ignore him completely. Yeah, so, that's and, the then, and then the, you could have explored. And I, I, oh my god, you! Uh, yeah. I've been telling this to people because it's like it's so annoying because like. You have this opportunity, and Rocky Rocky loses. Yeah, he's this is just, a reverse Rocky. Actually. This is a reverse Rocky. Rocky yeah. loses, and he's he's this thing, right? Mm-hmm. You have then you have Adonis. Adonis, same thing, right? We have the same scenario, okay, mm-hmm. right? Adonis, and then we have the story about him. Then we have this. Damien wins. Your your guy lost, and you have this opportunity to show how the loss looks how the wind looks for the other guy and you choose to ignore both. Yeah. You, you're speaking my language. Exactly. I had a problem with that too. And I was like, wow, what a missed opportunity here. And I understand exactly. It would have been a three hour movie and yeah. it probably would have overstayed its welcome. hundred percent. I don't think so. I think it would have um, been way more richer. I, I think for me, for me and you, it would have, and I think it, but it would have felt like, man, this movie's still going. I would have said that at one point, just mm-hmm. because I don't expect, I usually don't expect the movie this long, but it should have been at least another half hour because it's yeah. under two hours, easy. Or maybe two ninety-minute movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't think they were going to greenlight him that. Well, either way, this movie's making all the money. So oh, it is a hundred percent. Yeah, I again, don't get me wrong. 
it just it, it does feel like it moves forward fast. I feel like that, that missed opportunities. Yeah, it's just so critical. Like you have something to show something so unique, you know. Um, so I don't know, but uh, I, I, I that's my only gripe about the movie. So other than that, the movie's fine. Um, yeah, no, the movie great spectacle. Again, I just wish it was longer, or yeah. we had way more. Um, yeah, I feel like we, I feel like reading a novelization of it so we get more detail because I want more. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, sucks that we have to fill in ourselves, kind of thing, because we'll never get that moments back. And was like in the flashback and shit, they just resolved everything already. I know. Uh, even though I love the locker room thing at the end, and I love the the weird dividing scene, like actually Michael B. Jordan did solid directorial directorial work here. Uh, I love that stuff. Great moment stuff. Like God, don't just blow past it. You know, right? right. Just like, whew, calm down. You can still have more fights, and you know, you don't have to like whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's Creed three. And for the most part, that's what Luke has been watching. Now, Ralph, do you have any movies that didn't, we did not mention that you have seen? Yeah, I do. I think I have a movie that you, none of nobody has seen here. Okay. Um, and it's Netflix. 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 <laughs> Netflix. I. Yeah. Netflix. I. Uh, it's uh, You People. What's this movie? I never heard of it. It's a movie with uh, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Oh, yes. I have heard of this And movie. Lauren London. I heard it yeah, was yeah. good. So. Okay, I'll, I'll read the quick synopsis. It follows a new couple of their fa- and their families who find mm-hmm. themselves examining modern love and fi- family dynamics yeah. amidst clashing cultures, soci- uh, societal expectations, and generational differences. It also has Lu- uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, yeah. uh, Sam May, Neil Long, uh, David Duchovny, uh, Dion Cole. I love Dion Cole. Um, mm-hmm. What's it called? Elliot Gold, uh, which <laughs> that's kind of crazy on that. Uh, Mike Epps. Uh, that are just bigger name people that you know. Uh, what okay? So basically, what it is is Jonah Hill and uh, what's it called? Uh, is it Laura London? Yeah, Laura. Yeah, Laura London. They're dating, right? They're they're dating. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and essentially they're dating, and he's Jewish. Jonah Hill's like super Jewish, and it starts right. off like him. He him at a him at a what's it called? Um, in a, at a church or his, you know, his mass or whatever is going on and arguing with his family. He's obviously like the, the outcast of the family, right? You can tell, right? Yeah. But he's still Jewish, obviously, and the family still loves him. Anyways, and uh, he's very much into uh, black culture and just basically kind of like what is the current culture, right? Of yeah. uh, this, he's a sneakerhead. He's into uh, music scene for hip hop, rap, and stuff like that. He's into just all of that, right? Everything, everything about that—the clothing, all that stuff. He's really into that, and uh, he ends up meeting the girl, and they, they, they whatever, right? And all of that, and the, the dad ends up being uh, Eddie Murphy, and they're Muslim, like so. It's like Muslim and Jewish, and essentially, like they just get into it. The whole fight, the whole the whole movie is like these two love each other completely, but the family just can't get along, and. Yeah. They don't understand each other. They're literally like misreading each other. The dad misreads the the, the Jonah Hill. The mom, which is Julia Julius Dreyfus, reads misreads Lauren London. You know, yeah, Amira, who plays it. Um, and it's just it's one of those things. And there's obviously comedy aspect to it, right? It is funny, yeah. But it also feels like a little depressing. Like the the movie has a very depressing tone. Um, watching it, like, and it also it's the way it ends is kind of lame in my opinion. And I was just like, eh. Uh, it's there's like some really funny moments, and there's some really cool stuff that's going on, and it does talk about like just these two culture clashes, right? And I think it does a great job of showing both sides well enough, and like 
what we expect also what we put on ourselves right about yeah. like um when we marry right and when we decide to marry when we decide to get together and like how like oh well you have to get along with my dad you have to like and i'm like yeah i guess like i feel i i used to feel that way very much so but i also feel like it's just like you just you guys should just you're making your own family like what does it matter right you know, like yeah. right and i just and i understand you want blessings and everything but they should be happy for you no matter what and that's the reality of the aspect right and that's kind of what it gets down to it's a funny movie and it's a good movie and uh just letting you know david the company and julia lewis dreyfus are jonah hill's dad parents mm-hmm. and they are the most awkward around any black person ever and it's like those awkward like yeah, yeah unvers- no, funny really funny moments like he's they're doing way too much to seem hip or cool right, right. meanwhile um What's it called? Uh, Neil Long, who plays uh, Eddie Murphy's wife. Um, what's it called? Those two are the husband and wife, and they're also like, "Who the fuck are you?" It's like Jonah Hill, like, <laughs> like it's one of those like, wait, what? Like you got to be real careful what you say because he's like, he's in it, but he's not, and he's so just like pussyfooting around everything, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to watch, and of course, in a, in a modern way, he's a, a podcaster, and that's what he wants to do as in real life. Like gig and stuff like Mm. that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a it's a fun movie overall to watch. Um, I I think you could have shaved twenty minutes somewhere, made it a little tighter, in my opinion. But um, yeah, overall was fine. All right. So that's my movie that I saw. Netflix, watch it whenever you want because it'll be there forever. I guess. I don't know. Exactly. I I said I don't know. Right. I finished it with it. I don't know. All right. And what's the development? Right, the next movie um, is uh, a movie that me and Oscar saw, and Leo, which is um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yeah, Last Wish. Uh, this is, you know, Antonio Maderos, Selma Hayek, Florence Pugh, Harvey Guillen, Olivia Colman, all these people, you know, John Mulaney. Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, um, yeah anyways, um, it's, I, it's literally a, what's it called, Puss in Boots, if you ever know anything about I haven't Shrek. seen any other movies. I've seen the Shrek. Obviously, I've seen Puss in yeah, Boots. So you've, you've been seen him in Shrek. So yeah. But, it, this is a really, like, I just went, I went to go watch this movie with my son. Like, I needed to take him to the theaters kind of thing. You know, like, and I had, I just, I heard randomly this movie's actually good. I was like, okay. So I totally invited Oscar. And we went. And um, the movie's actually really good. It's, it's a really fun movie. Um, and then looking back on it, um, it does a lot of artistic styles. Um, it takes, like, it, the movie... It makes this animated, anime um, stylings. Yeah, and, and very much so for the fight scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. And even um, anything that talks back in, like, uh, anything that, that talks about the legend, if you, didn't, if you noticed that, whenever they talk about the legend of Puss in Boots, right? It's like, he's... That's also portrayed in a different way compared to everything. How everything else is portrayed, uh, they do a, a lot of cool stuff in this movie. Um, how the way it's shot, how the way it's the way it's yeah. shown, yeah. and uh, it was the, the all the voice acting and everything was fun. It was good. The, the script is funny. Everything everything was like fun. Nothing. I never complain about watching it, this movie at all. Like it was just one of those really fun movies from start to from start to uh, end. And I was just like, wow. I'm this is actually really good. Like, why? Why is this good? Like, why is this that good? I guess I came out going like, this is like like the seventh installment 
of like a do you know like of why is it why are why are we of a twenty year almost a twenty is it a twenty plus yeah and years I think Shrek so. came out yeah and I love and I love how they don't even mention Shrek it's, well yeah 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 which is great and I was just like that's great it's awesome like we know. My favorite yeah. thing about this movie is that it's the latest installment. Rob, Rob just said it. He's like the, the, the seventh movie, at least, of the what, this universe. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I, I haven't seen most of them, and I don't need to. That's the whole it point. Needs- it works on itself. It works on its own. Yeah. You know, you know this guy, this cat has had adventures before. It doesn't matter. It's about this latest one as well. So they touch on that he's had adventures. You don't need to know what they were. You don't need to know shit. Just move on. It's on his. He's on his ninth live. And he wants, he's, you know, he's uh, feeling that store, you know, yeah. among other things. This movie is really good fun. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I thought the jokes were really spot on for the most part. Not just cat jokes and shit, but a lot of other stuff, too. Um, I love what they did with Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun they had with the fairy tale nature of this world they, they built, I guess, um, based on Shrek and shit. Um, and I... Yeah, it, it was a good time, and I, I think it had a pretty good message overall because uh, it's still a kids' movie. Uh, but it does, it does, uh, it does make it does meet the requirement for both being a kids' movie and a parent movie. Like, oh yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, it's not like stupid. Well, only a kid will understand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a kid can enjoy. Oh, you should have seen my kid's face when uh, he swore, but they blocked it off. He came and he looked right at me. and He goes, <gasps> "They swore, but but they didn't say it." Like. Really? And I was just like, I didn't see that. yeah, it's fine. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like, can I watch this? Like, is it okay? And I was like, yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. So. Um, but yeah. if you repeat it. <laughs> repeat right. what? The bleep? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. It was a fun movie. I recommend everyone to watch it. Uh, I did recommend it to a friend, and she did take her kid, and it was uh, it was funny. And she liked it, too. So I'm like, oh, yeah. Told you. Um, all right. So that's uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Anything with last in the title should mean that's the final one, but we'll see. Theoretically. I don't know. All right. Would you have any more, Ross? Yeah, I have one more movie that uh, I, I think uh, uh, me and you I, have seen. I don't know yes. if Luke but has. Not, but not together. But story. not together, right. And that's uh, it's Cocaine Bear. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. This is a movie that my wife said she wanted to see. And I was like, why do you want to see this? I want to And see it. Uh, she was fucking tor- terrified. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I just like the sh- the way everything went down, and I was just like, "Yeah, what did you expect?" <laughs> like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, I'm like very lost. I was like, I don't understand. Was. This movie has character actors Martin Margo Martindale in the movie, <laughs> right? Right. Also has um, I, I will say Ray Liotta's last movie. No, apparently there's another one coming. We all, we all I thought that too, but now okay. there's another one coming out too. Hey, that's crazy. That's good. He worked a lot before he died. Yeah. Yeah, I, more power to him. Um, mm-hmm. it, it does have this guy who like. Um, what's his name? Scott Sice, I think that's yeah, his name. Cease, Cease, Cease. Who's uh, TikTok famous, right, for making those videos? And then yeah, he, he's the retail anger guy. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he, he made guy. it on this movie, which is kind of crazy. I heard an interview with him about his role in this movie. Yeah. Uh, did you? Yes, was I did. Yes, it was really fun. That yeah. Talking about it and how we. Um, I'm going to read a quick description of it because I mean it's it's fucking chaos. But an oddball group of cops, criminals, and tourists tourists and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine, mm-hmm. and that bear gets addicted quick. Um, uh, like quick. It's yeah. it's funny. It's there's a lot of stuff going on. Also, it has uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Who, I love the him, cast of the Americans. Yeah, um, basically, right. Harry Russell and the other guy, Matthew Reese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got 
yeah, it's got Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Marco Martindale, um, Christoph Hugh, who's uh, Olaf. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the, it's the the way it starts with just the two hikers, and like how the bear's not going to do anything, and then just mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 first, shreds, the, the first murder is amazing, and it it just it just sets up the mood the whole movie, and it. It shouldn't be good, and it's one of those movies that you're like, it's not gonna, be, but it is. Everything works in this movie. Um, it's it's funny, and even though you shouldn't laugh because there's some terrifying things going on, uh, there's just funny moments, and uh, that bear just loves the fuck out of cocaine, um, and you can't tell it otherwise. So. Yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Can't blame him. Um, I would say I agree to nearly everything Rob said, except that I feel like I didn't enjoy the movie quite as much as he did. I really did love all the scenes. I love that ambulance stuff. Oh, my God. oh yeah, that's oh, great. Best in the movie. Um, I think the movie kind of drops off dramatically once the nighttime hits and the whole thing with the cave. I'm not going to spoil it here. Um, I think it kind of drops off. I think there's a lot of meanderings and a lot of like not so funny scenes in between the action mm. that I wish was like not there or written better or filled with more action. Um, it was sometimes it felt like a slog, but other times, but for the most part, I agree with you, Rob. It is a fun movie. It is a fun ride. It's uh, also happens to be an original movie, which yeah. is kind of rare these days. So it is kind of um, rare. Just look at our movies that we mentioned; they're all based on something. Um, yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, anyway, but yeah, overall, I still had a great time. Don't get me wrong. Was your theater uh, packed? It was. Yeah, it was semi packed. I was like half packed, half full, or half empty. Um, yeah. Anyway. But check it out, guys. Cocaine Bear. I mean, no. I mean, also the title delivers it. Cocaine Bear. What you hear is what you're getting. Yeah. It's not like it's a great title. It just goes straight to the point. Nothing fancy about. It. It's like snakes in a plane. Um, <coughs> oh yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, and that's. I think that's all you got, right, Ralph? Yeah, that's all I got for you. I have a few left over here. I saw Plane. <laughs> you guys know this movie? Uh, yeah, I do. A pilot Gerard finds Butler? himself Gerard yeah. Butler doing Gerard Butler kind of thing. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> A pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft a war during zone. a terrible storm. <laughs> this movie just called Fucking Plane. And at first, first of all, I'm going to say, this movie delivered. It delivered. Really? Yes, it's solid, solid action work. So there was a plane. Uh-huh, but the plane is also... So the flank works. ...part of the conflict and the plot of the movie. It's not just like, oh, they're on the plane and the, and the whole thing where they gone up to force themselves to land somewhere dangerous is part no that's not the end of the plane's role there's more to the plane and um which i enjoyed because i was gonna say that's not worthy enough to title it plane but it was a fun movie it was a it was an enjoyable great ride exactly what i wanted which is to say it is a a good time at a movie theater um it's not it's not gonna break the bank or anything or critically even but like gerard butler nails it with the whole like (laughs) Fucking, I'll be a sniper, you know, probably talking to my daughter and shit, and gets into these crazy situations. And it involves also an ex convict that they're transporting on the plane um, that gets out, and it's part of the whole thing. Like and it's Con really Air. fun. Like Con Air, but not at all. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I can't really say a whole lot. It's, it's just, a, it's like Die Hard, and you know, it's like plane. It's like very simple. It's just a simple premise. Watch it, don't watch it. It's exactly what you expect. Uh, in a good way, in my case. I also saw Metrigan or Megan. I saw Megan. No one saw Megan here, by the way. I'm surprised no one's seen it here. No. Nah. I, I thought you guys would have been fun or part of it or wanted to see it. Luke hates horror movies. Does he? Yeah. That's your Luke? He's a bitch. Not really. Are you a bitch? No. I mean, you look like one. 
Um, <laughs> a, rob- <laughs> a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take life on its own. Yeah, it sounds like Chucky. It is like Chucky, except that this is more about this is more this movie falls into the kind of horror that um, warns the population about oncoming future. You know the uh, the dread of what we don't know mm. in technology. This is Ghost in the Machine. This is this is uh, um, what's that in the web movie, the dark web movie, dark web. Um, <laughs> this is one it. of those kind of movies, right? Um, Mithrigan is about it's like it's a, about a creepy fucking doll, and it's played mm-hmm. by an obviously a real actress. Partsley, they do a whole lot of composition in the movie. This movie also nails it. Works like a charm. It is creepy and weird, and it goes places. Um, you want to? I kind of wish, and many will too, that it goes even further, but it it doesn't. It kind of stays as much as it can within the world. It's not so Chucky as it more like uh, if you modernize Chucky, if it was day one, um, kind of sense. There's no magic involved. It is technology. It is AI run amok kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it's like it's like uh, the good son meets you know the bad son. The bad son, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, and the fact that it's so tiny but so strong with this titanium steel car, you know, frame, it's uh, kind of scary. It has some genuine nice moments in there, um, mm. but you can see also where it's going to go right away. It's a fun movie. It knows where it's at. Um, it has everything on its sleeve, and much like Plane, but in a horror fashion, shows you exactly what you're looking for. Um, I really enjoyed it. Now I went to a movie that's a little more weirder. I saw Sick, which is currently on Peacock. If you all want to see it, no, I'm good. Nah. Oh, you have, have you guys heard of this movie? No. Oh, then how do you know? Do, I don't do, want to do anything with Peacock. Right? Oh, okay, is it just Peacock? That's yeah. Wait, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Well, you that can broke them. Okay, that... it's a Bloomhouse movie. Um, due due to the pandemic, Parker and her best friend decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone, or so they think. Parker. This is. This is written by Kevin Williamson. Do you guys know who that is? Not off the top of my head. Not off the top of your head. Um, Kevin Williamson is known for a lot of movies he's written. He's been writing since the 90s. Um, he's mainly known for writing the first, I think, the Scream trilogy, the original. Oh, wow. So he's like known for the slasher, the slasher epics. This is another slasher movie. Sick as a slasher in the sense Pretty of sure like, the slashers came out in the eighties. No, no, no. But he, like he revival, you know, the whole revitalizing of it in the nineties was be- mainly due for Scream, oh, and in large part because of the spider. He did the screenplay to the faculty. Yeah, he also did the faculty. Yes, right. Um, Semi slasher. He's only a writer. I don't think he's a director. Um, anyway, this is his latest movie, and by the by his latest, I mean the latest he wrote. He didn't direct it. And um, Sick is a slasher that he wrote during the pandemic that takes place during the pandemic in 2020, not like today. And uh, it is, I thought, was a very good slasher that makes no sense. And what I mean, what I mean by makes no sense is that it has a lot of weird points of view regarding uh, what people see the COVID as and how people overreact to it and how those motivations become like the main driving force of Sick. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't like that as a personal, as, as a personal thing, like me. But as a movie, yeah, it was a fun ride, um, and a lot of fun and interesting. Like uh, very, like I thought for a slasher, like it follows the same tropes that you know of a slasher, but it is more modernized and a little smarter than what you also think of a normal slasher to be. So I would say if you like slashers at all, I do highly recommend it. 
because it does play on that genre a lot. And it does build on it from what we've seen over the last 40 years. So I do recommend it overall. Um, it's not a great movie or anything. It's still just a fucking slasher. But I think it serves on many levels uh, or on several levels. And I think this is my last one, another horror movie. I saw Infinity Pool. Oh, no, there's another one of this. Anyway. Infinity I was supposed Pool. to go watch this with you. Yes, that's right. Well, Luke doesn't like horror. That's why I didn't invite him. Right. Um, Rude. Well, you're a pussy. I, that's what I heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the latest by Brandon Cronenberg, the guy who did um, Virus? Antiviral. Not antiviral. that one. <laughs> yeah, not that Not one. the good Cronenberg. No, he is very good. Fuck you. But not uh, the, as good as the Cronenberg. Well, he's, he's just starting. Anyway, Antiviral. He did uh, Possessor. Have you guys seen Possessor yet? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's fantastic. It's his best movie still. Uh, but Infinity Pool, also very weird and surreal, and I think pretty good overall. James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of La Tolca when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture and hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Um, it is a genuinely weird horror movie. It is unique. Uh, it is hard to describe and hard to explain, but essentially is what if you could commit any crime without any actual repercussions Repercussions that leads to your death or incarceration? Mm. How far would you go? And this movie asks that question and really answers it kind of hardcore. Um, so if that intrigues you whatsoever, Infinity Pool is the movie for you if you want to see where that goes. It is a bizarre movie, though, for sure. Bizarre. I can't even... There's some images in this movie for sure that are definitely hard. And this movie had originally a rating of NC-17 that they had to cut down to bar. So in order to cut it down, I think they cut like 30 seconds, which is probably like a dick shot, really, because there's some sex scenes in this movie where they have no problem showing the female, of course, but the male. Um, I'm guessing. No guessing. Right. So I'm guessing that's the reason. But like essentially all his movies have had this problem, by the way. They've all been cut down like a minute or something because of something he shows they shouldn't. Famously in Possessor, they cut down like two minutes. And one of those minutes was like taking out his eyeball Ooh. of a person while they were dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the theatrical release and the uncut and like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they didn't show the eyeball. Huh. Um, I don't know. That was done in Demolition Man. So I don't know. See why we can't do that. Again. Different times, I guess. I yeah, different times. Um, anyway, so that's Infinity Pool. I highly recommend it. It was a fun, it was a really weird, surreal, but ultimately well worth ride. Uh, last but not least, another horror movie here. No, it's not a horror movie. It's Magic Mike's Last Dance. Have might you guys as seen? Well be. Yeah, might as well be. Have you guys seen any of the Magic Mike movies? Negative. Uh, yeah, I saw the first one. Okay. Um, do you remember it fondly at all? Not fondly, but I remember it. Okay. Um, I want to say right now, this is a trilogy. There's been two, right? There's a Ma- Magic Mike, Magic Mike XXL. And yeah, so what happened to him in part two? Uh, well, part two, he goes with like his group of uh, like his friends from part one, some of the friends from part yeah, one, yeah. and they kind of form like a clique, and they go to like this resort place kind of thing okay. um, owned by uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, I think. Okay. In the movie. It's been a while. I saw it the one time. Yeah. Um, and they go there, essentially, and they have private, not private, but in a giant mansion, these dances and strip re- male reviews for all these women that can afford to be there. And it's like the drama between all the men regarding to that area. Um, mm. And that's the best movie, by the way. XSL is the best movie. Oh, okay. Well, so this yeah. third one is not the best. However, it's still better than the first, which I think is the worst movie. Uh, wow. Trilogy. Which is um, rare. 
Last Dance stars, uh, of course, I should always say, Salma Hayek. Channing Tatum and also introducing Salma Hayek. Mike takes uh, to the stage again following a business deal that went bust, leaving him broke and taking bartending gigs in Florida. Mike heads to London to a wealthy socialite who lures him with an offer he cannot refuse. And this is like a strange, you know, buildup of a love story in hiding within the frame of um, this guy making a theatrical production that involves male stripping. And um, it goes from there. And the movie barely makes any sense. There's a lot of weird scenes in this movie. A lot of it doesn't work. A lot of it does work, though, because it's so ridiculous that you can't have, you just can't help but laugh at it. I also took a friend to this movie, so that added to the enjoyment. That's also possible. If I saw it by myself, I probably would hate it. But um, this movie works better in a crowd. Um, but I did love the third act and the last dance. Literally, it's fantastic. Legit fantastic. Great last dance. Um, highly recommend just to see that. And trust me, boys, it's not what you think. It's way better. Um, yeah. So I recommend it overall, but it is a weird movie. But if you want, if you're a completist at all, because you love XSL like everyone does, I would say, yeah, complete it because it is a good ending for the character. So yeah, I saw it. Is it? Yeah, I think so. They're gonna have like Magic Mike squared up. I mean, they could have more. I'm fine if they have more. I'm just saying that this is the end. This is not a bad ending. And now. That is it for our recent discoveries. Ooh. Totally. Uh, we're going to take a break. Much deserved. And we're gonna come, when we come back, we're going to re- go through the list and review the Oscar, or I should say the Academy Awards nominations. So stay with us. All right. We're back. Let's get into our Academy Awards here. This is the 95th Academy Awards nominations we're going to be talking about. And I'm on their website, and I'm going to go in order, and we're going to end with how they ended here. We're going to end with the best pictures, and we're going to go down the list, and we're going to start with the actors. And we're just going to go down the list of what we think, what we would have wanted, things like just a, just a discussion, whatever it is. Okay, guys? So n- this is kind of like kind of loosey-goosey, no big deal. And we're going to start here with actor in a leading role, male actor specifically. And for that, we have Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. What do we think of this? Uh, what do we want? Yeah. What do we, do we think of the Brendan list? Fraser. What do we want? You want Brendan Fraser? I, I thought you would say that. Roth, what do you think? Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't. It's weird. Colin Farrell is a weird one for me. Like I like it and I don't because I just feel like it's nothing amazing. But at the same time, I think it's really good. It's weird. It's like because it just feels like very casual. That's the problem because the the movie feels so casual. You know I don't know. Saying? There's a lot of emotion he has to deal with. No, 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 no. Like, I'm know. not saying he doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. But the movie feels so casual. That's what it I'm does saying. feel. Oh. That's why I say it. Um, I don't know three of the. I haven't seen three of these movies. So. So I'm in, I'm halfway through Elvis. Uh, I haven't problem. finished it, so I can't say for sure. But he is pretty good. He's he a pretty solid like Elvis. He looks like the movie's better than I thought it was going to be. Actually, and not that I've finished it yet, but so far it's pretty great. Um, he's a solid whatever Elvis. But I still think that I agree with Brendan Fraser. I think should probably get it. Because I also haven't seen After Sun. I have no interest in watching that movie really. Because um, I hear it's so boring and. The, like it's kind of like it's like one of those pretentious picks that people like, and if I, I can tell, it just feels like one of those movies I'm not gonna want to get through. 
Um, maybe one day I'll watch it, but I'm not aching for watching it today. So, and Bill Nye and Living just came out recently available. So it, was not, it wasn't available for the longest time. I have, still haven't seen it. Bill Nye is a great actor. I love him. But, like, I don't, I don't I haven't seen it. So I can't say for sure. So for me, I kind of have to go with Brendan Fraser for me. Ralph, you might go the same. What are you thinking, Colin Farrell? No. Colin Farrell wins, though. I'm also happy. I'm way. thinking Brendan Fraser is going to win. And then this is like a comeback year for him, right? That could be that. Yeah. Um, anything we would have wanted instead? Anything that jumps out to mind? Not not like pick five. I'm just saying. Any one. That you uh, LeBron have. James for Space Jam 2. Was that last year? I don't think so. But it was, you know. I mean, so, hard you know. no. Hard pass. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> um. So no, no one has. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't. Like okay, yeah. everyone went quiet. Like okay, so is that nobody? <laughs> well, I don't look dead, but I'm trying to think. Hmm. No, I can't think of anything that stands out like that. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, I, it's not like I have a list of all the movies. Kind of, kind of, you know, once we're done with the movies, so I kind of stop thinking about it. Um, I haven't really thought of it. Really, I can't think of many. Uh, certainly nothing right now. So I'm going to say no. I don't have anything. Yeah. So that's great. Now let's move on to our best actor in supporting role. For that, we have Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablements, Barry Keegan or Keoghan for The Banshees of Inisherin, once again, and Kihu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I might have mispronounced some of these names, by the way. So, this one's a little tougher for me. Um, even though the only one I haven't seen is Cosway. Yeah, me too. I love the actor, Brian Terry Henry. I love him. But so I, haven't seen this, I haven't seen his role in that movie yet, so can't say for sure. I love everyone except for Judd Hirsch because Judd Hirsch only had one scene. Yeah. I know everyone loved him, but it's just one fucking scene. Right, so exactly. So, let's not get excited here. Yeah, I, w- um, I would rule that one out. Yeah, I think we're all in lockstep on this. I'm So... Brennan would be my first. Mm-hmm. Hui uh, Kwan would be second, and then Barry Cogan. For me, I think Kihu Kwan is my number one. For me, you finally saw everything everywhere I, all at I once. I did. I did. Yes. I, I feel like I should have you review it because we, you know. You I almost fucked up when you didn't see it earlier. Yeah. Do you regret not seeing it before? No. So, we're in the major top ten. Hmm. See, this is what your heart is. You call me heartless for the whale. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I'm kidding. It's, it's fine. I love it enough for all of us. It's okay. I think uh, fucking that other one, the Western Front movie, would have probably made the top ten. Oh, you saw it afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Hard movie to watch. Though. Very. Pretty brutal. <laughs> I just wanted to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of mud. For sure. Ralph, what do you, what do you think? Uh, probably one of them will win. Probably what? Probably one of them will win. <laughs> well, the doy. Uh, I don't know. I feel like um, Barry Keegan's got more work to do than Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah, Judd Hirsch is completely out. Just even though he came in like a wrecking ball <laughs> in that yeah. movie. Well, there's three. Okay, now let's look. Uh, just to enter, just I'm gonna introduce a little politics in here. They might. Here's a, the, the three people they might give it to is Judd Hirsch because he's old, 
Kid Huquan because he, that's his comeback as well, guys. It is his comeback. And yeah. Brandon Gleason because he's never gotten one. He's also old and has done a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but he's by a third place. I don't know. Those fingers sounded mighty meaty. <laughs> yeah, he cut off his real fingers. Um, <laughs> the man was really into the role. Right. He's no Daniel Day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they would pick. But I know I would go with everything everywhere, personally. Um, yeah, it's bet- it's for sure between those two. The b- yeah. the the bookends. I have I don't I don't know anything about I mean, Cosway, so I can't. I mean, but... giving yourself paper cuts. Mm, that was hard to watch. <sighs> was hard oh, to watch. Geez, that's some devotion you got there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Right. <laughs> oh, just thinking about that scene. All right, uh, let's go with actress in the leading role. This is a little more on our page, maybe. Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riceboro for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Two what Michelle's. say you, Luke? Oof. So I just saw. You just saw uh, Tar. Like yeah. Literally right before. Today. We yeah. Uh, she was good. But I don't know. Michelle Williams was kind of crazy in Fablemans, but I don't think she's got it. Nah. That's the least uh, one. Michelle Yeoh, probably. <laughs> And Ana de Armas, but that's just for. Well, Ana de Armas was the best part of Blonde, yeah. unfortunately. But like, it's not saying a whole lot because the movie sucked. Um. Oh, I don't mean sexual. Uh, I didn't mean that way. I just meant like he's the only. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, I'm a do too. I guess I right. subconsciously meant that. Um, Raph, what do you think? What what, what jumps out of you? Me. Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. I mean, she's. They make it. I mean, she does a lot of work. She, she put. Sh- Everything she, on that screen. She showed, she showed her tits. Give it to her. No, I'm just kidding. No. They made that uh, joke. Who made that joke? Uh, what's her name? I don't know. That actress who is an enchanted. Um, uh, oh, um, McAdams? No. Nah, no, not her. Um, I don't know. I think Michelle Yeoh has a really strong contention for this one. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Tar yet. I was going to watch it this week. So Okay. For me, it's. I mean, I love Capley. I love her role in that movie in Tar, but I'm gonna have to go with Michelle Yeoh. It's a hard, it's really hard. If if either of those two win, I'm I'm a happy guy. But yeah, in a, in, a, in another way though, in another kind of sense, I also feel like Michelle Yeoh has been passed up her whole life. So much her whole yeah. life, she's never gotten here. The most she's, I think she got here once for Crouching Tiger, as a yeah, movie, maybe right. for supporting probably. And she really nailed it in that movie. Really Although, nailed it. She just broke like some Oscar rule apparently on like a tweet she just did like the other day. She broke some what? There's like Oscar. some Oscar rule where she were like how it would be nice for like oh, the white woman not to get the thing or mm-hmm. whatever. I guess there's like a thing there they can't say shit like that. Mm, yeah. They can say whatever the fuck they want. So. It's a lot of politics with them, I'm telling you. That's, That's the problem. It has nothing to do with merit. I mean exactly. not that it has nothing to do, but it doesn't only have to do with merit. Um Okay. That's that's our picks, clearly. So I mean, I don't know what they'll go for. I think they might go with Michelle Yeoh. So I think I'm pretty safe in that pick. And the only one I haven't seen is Two Leslie, and I have no interest in seeing it, even though I do like Andrea Riceboro. I just don't care. Um, actors in a supporting role. Here we have interesting picks. Here, Angela Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, as well as Stephanie Hsu or Sue. As every for everything, the daughter basically. Um, this is an interesting combination because these are these are really solid picks. I think they're all really solid. Really, I love Angela Bassett in that movie. <laughs> you don't like Honestly, it? for me, like 
Okay. Angela Bass would be the number one, and then uh, Hang Ch- uh, Chao would be the second. The other three, I'm just like. Eh. I think Hang Chao is like my number one. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Hang Chao is my number one, and then Stephanie Sue is my number two. Maybe, maybe, maybe tie with Angela Bassett, which I think kind of nailed that movie in that role. Um, I really did. I really did like Jamie Lee Curtis's role, and I really did think that was really. I mean, it's not just weird, but it's like a really a committing role. It's a, you never see her do that. I mean, it takes she nailed it to do hot dog fingers. Yes, I, I have a weird yes, problem with the Angela Bassett one because it's it's weird because like I feel like I, it's just her. Right? That's the problem is that. <laughs> well, I mean, because she's the only good thing in that movie. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, she is the best thing in that movie for yeah, sure. I, I just feel like it's because. Uh, I, but I, but I feel like she's been delivering this persona for the last like twenty years of her life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just that she hasn't. Hmm. That's that's the problem with Angela Bassett. My my problem with the the pick. I don't know. I, I I mean, just because she's an established figure doesn't mean that she still didn't like. I didn't say she didn't do a bad thing, but it's just like it's weird because like that's what you also. Oh, it's almost like that's what you expect from her. I guess just because now she's finally getting it, it's weird, you know. Okay, well, I mean, maybe I can see that, but also it kind of feels like a better late than never situation. Like it is. It is. It's one of those weird things. It's like why wasn't she nominated before? Kind of things. Oh, that's definitely a problem that we can't fix. <laughs> right, I know that, but it's just it's one of those. <laughs> You're right. I, I see your. I, this is where it's complicated. I get it. This is the complexity of this nature. But what are you gonna do? I yeah. still think she nailed it. She's really good. Yeah, she should have gotten it for many other roles that were better before. But yeah, yeah. The the Hong Chao and the Jamie Lee Curtis. Hong are, Chao though, the whale. She's like uh, the best thing in that movie, man. Her and Brendan Fraser. Yeah, well, it's basically the only two things in the movie. Um, the daughters in there. But. Yeah, she's a bitch. Anyways, um, Hong Chao is a weird one because like. I feel like we all know that person, you know the the further person she played in that role. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a weird one because again, it's like it feels so casual, but she does such a great job. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. And then Jamie Lee Curtis again, sausage stringers. I don't know what you want to say. So I mean, I don't think she'll get it. I think she's fourth place no matter what. But like, I still still think she did a really good job. Yeah. Um, this is this is what we want, right? Um. Right, I'm talking about what I want. Yeah, yeah. I might go. I think I might pick the the Hong Chao for me. Um, Second is uh, Sue Um, because the daughter also did. I think some really good work. I think she also a better, a bigger supporting character. She's the villain of the movie. So, (laughs) Um, so you're going with what, Ralph? Oh, was I supposed to pick? I thought you did. I don't know. Uh, let's go with Jamie Lee. And it should be said, if you guys have something else that jumps out at you for supporting, please fucking say it um, as we go along these lists. Anyway, next up here is... Uh, supporting? We should have fucking picked the girl from Avatar. Uh, What's her name? What does the... The hippie one? Mm-hmm. Uh, the wife. What's her name? Uh, who plays that role? Uh, Zoe Saldana? Is this yeah. Supporting Zoe? I think we should. I would call her as a main, right? Is no? she? Is she a main? I would call her a main. No, well, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. That's a big, it's a big cast. Her. It's, it's a, a huge cast. cast. So that's yeah. the problem. I don't. Know. That's the was the one I always get confused in. She should be the main, but then yeah, I mean, she really did. It. Uh, yeah, she nailed it for sure. She was so good in that movie. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Well, obviously, she's not. I mean, so. I haven't so now. Um, animated, speaking of animated, animated feature movie here. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. 
Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, Puss in Boots The Last Wish, which, what? I thought it came out in January. Uh, the, the Sea Beast, and Turning Red. For me, it's clearly The Sea Beast. Clearly? Clearly, yes. I, I love that movie. Are. No, obviously it's not going to I'm not saying it's going to win. I'm just saying it's the one I want. <laughs> the Sea Beast, for me, clearly <laughs> nailed it. In my opinion, it is like... A great fucking pirate adventure. It's a great creature kind of feature for kids. Um, I love the message about it that it had. That it's kind of un- a little different from a lot of other movies that are of this kind. And I really liked it the most. I thought I had the most charm and character. What do you guys think? What do you guys pick? Not the sea beast. I know. No, I know nobody likes it. I didn't see. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just I no, as much Pinocchio, as I did. I said. But I, I didn't see go with Pinocchio. I didn't, wow. Okay, I didn't see Pinocchio either. Pinocchio is dark. I'm it's a dark movie. I'm fascinated. Not in it. Right, right. I'm fa- I'm fascinated as hell with Marcel's shell with shoes on. I mean, I might get it. Um, but I guess Puss in Boots. I would give it to Puss in Boots, in my opinion, even though I don't know why it's there. But I liked all these movies. I like Turning Red too. Yeah, I like Turning Red as well. I was rewatching it recently with Leo, and I was like, oh, it's really a fun movie. It's uh, yeah. good stuff going on. It is a good movie. Yeah. yeah. They're all pretty good. Uh, just for me, like just slightly better. CB. And they all have stuff. They all have their their own, you know, message they're selling. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, you know, Pixar usually takes us home. So we'll I see just how it goes. Every, anytime I see anything about pirates, I just you just can't be One Piece. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm <like> works, <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm just totally kidding. So <laughs> Cutthroat Island, Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch that. No, uh, cinematography. We have All Quiet on the Western Front. I haven't seen it. Baldo, False Chronicle of a Handful Bardo. of Truth. Bardo. Did I say, what is it? You said Baldo. Oh, my, the like dog? The dog. <laughs> Fucked up. Bardo, I meant. Elvis. I haven't and seen then it. Empire of Light. I haven't seen it. And Tar. Man, you haven't seen shit. I haven't seen it. I saw I mean, Bardo. I, I, recently, I recently saw Empire of Light, by the way. Not a great it? movie, but it looked wonderful. I would say, I mean, it's got... It's in, I mean, it's about light, so Empire of Light should get it. No, no it's not about that's light. That's not how it works. <laughs> not how it works at all. The movie uh, looks fucking great, though, but it's also Roger Deacon. I don't right? know. Okay, so Tar had some of those really crispy shots, <laughs> but all yes. quiet on the Western Front. Right? Right. I think, for me, it's between Bardo and Elvis. All Quiet. I was to be a third, though. I guess I'd I give it to Bardo because I said it when I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's between Bardo has some great. I mean, lo- really, in really good, yeah, some really good stuff. Yeah, going on there. Yeah, yeah really Maybe. good cinematography going on there. Not just like just like great look, pretty shots. I'm just saying like really inventive shots too. Um, yeah. going on there, they do a lot of work there. <laughs> um, there's some great cost cutting and shit. But I would say between for me it's all quiet and Bardo. It's like a real good tie between them, and they're both opposite movies too because one is way darker and muddier and shit and grimier um, than the other. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, one might get it uh, if I'm gonna speculate on that front. It might be Elvis or Tar. <laughs> but I don't know. Or all quiet. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, 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 I'm saying those two other yeah, yeah, yeah. Other favorites fun. for people. It's just funny how you're like, ah, they're probably Elvis. Or Tar. <laughs> <laughs> One of these five. Right, what right. I said two picks. I didn't see like four. You guys are exaggerating. Uh, okay. You guys are real exaggerators uh, here today. Costume design. No, we're skipping time. No, we're skipping no. that. He's going no. to the big ones. Relax. Directing. Bro. Next up is directing. We have uh, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inishirin. 
the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Spielberg for some fucking reason for The Fablemans, <laughs> Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Oslin, Tri- Triangle of Sadness, uh, Sadness sorry, uh, which made your top 10, Roth. Uh, what say you all? Personally? Mm-hmm. No, well, the doy. Banshees. Okay, really? Okay, I didn't think you would go for Banshees. You just love hating on your friends. You just want to say goodbye to all your friends. That's what you want to <laughs> And cut off their fingers. Uh, I mean, it's no, I mean, my number one movie is on here. This is, I'm, I'm going to pick my number one movie, of course. The Daniels. The Fable Woods. Oh. No. <laughs> I don't know why that movie's on here, for real. I don't... <laughs> Just okay, because there's really no horizon good. in the middle doesn't mean it gets a nomination for directing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's pro- probably everything or triangle or. <laughs> no, I would. Yeah, I would go between <laughs> those two. I'm just fucking with you. Between triangle and everything? Yeah. Triangle has a lot of good stuff, though, for sure. Yeah. Like getting shit faced, or shit in your face, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, for me, it's the clear cut. Although, uh, no, yeah, clear cut. Speaking of clear cut, film editing. No, no, no. documentary feature. I have don't seen, none of them. But I've seen, that's why I was going to skip it. Because no, no, I, wa- I wasn't going to skip it because I've seen two of these. <laughs> just because you've seen two. Of them. All the beauty and the bloodshed. Never seen it, but I'll say yes. It just came out, by the way, to rent. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah. For a dollar? If you buy it, let me know so I can see it. Because I'll buy I that for a dollar. Um, it's not for a dollar. Um, uh, All That Breeze is on HBO, but I haven't seen it yet. Anyway, I saw Fire of Love, though, and I saw Navalny. Navalny, by the way, made four stars for me. It is pretty fucking good. I heard it is good. great. Like, they, it is like, about... Bring it back in theaters? Navalny is on HBO. Yeah, I want about? It it's about um well, I'll wait to ruin the movie. This guy named Navalny who was a uh who yeah was, he's no longer a a candidate for Russian president. He was uh a candidate that was going against Putin and all the stuff that Putin did to basically he had to get out of the country and come back eventually after being uh after an assassination attempt on his life, by the way. And the movie follows him after that point, like when he's hiding in Germany. And it is fantastic, guys. The shit that they get on that screen, on those cameras, is pretty fucking great. And shows quite the destabilization going on and the controlled choke point that Putin has on Russia. Um, So, yeah, I highly recommend that movie. Fire of Love, though, is probably the movie that's going to get the win because it's the one that most people talk about. It's about these two volcanologists that lived up to 1992 from the 60s. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one. The love story one, right? Yeah, yeah. I picked that one. That's going to win. I'm just yeah. saying. I, you, know what, you know, so you know what's funny? I heard a whole like podcast about that one. So I was yeah. like, I don't even need to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> Like, well, just... well, the images are fantastic. You should really watch it because I've the images seen the are... images. Then you have not. Then you, then you would have seen the movie. There you, how I how have the you seen the movie? I saw the images. You can't hear the images. You have to see it. You... <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I can't hear the wait. No, you cannot hear <laughs> images. You have to see them. Yeah, I've seen images about it though. 
what, like two or three? Watch the movie. There's a lot in there. <laughs> There's enough. Watch- they sleep next to a volcano. The it's on Disney deal? Plus. Go watch it. Jesus. Oh, that's a weird platform to be on. Uh, no, it's on the Geogra- Nat Geo, of course. Makes sense. It's like everyone's first day. Film editing. <laughs> Luke, do you want to say what they are? Um, the Bank of Insurance. Mm-hmm. Elvis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is an interesting pick. Yeah. So, well, I think the shortest movie was probably Top Gun, so I'm going to go with that because they edited it. <laughs> That's not how editing works. Do you even know why you're on the show? Like, how are you on here? Oh, my God. You know they're dynamic. I love them so no. much. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Um, <laughs> also, I probably, think... Uh, I would probably say everything. I think Banshee's is shorter. All I want. I think it, they'd have a lot of crazy edits. <laughs> They do have a lot of it. Yeah, sure. so, it's like a music video. Dude, there's there. so much going on in that movie. So yeah. you know what else is like a music video? Elvis. Yeah, that that also is like a music video. <laughs> You're not wrong. Sorry to say, it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going with everything, of course. But I'm like, uh, I would say closely. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Awesome, I love that. Uh, international movie. All quiet. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, I might have to agree with uh, Luke only because that's the only one I've seen. I Argentina, have uh, 1985. Let's go. I want to see that one for sure. It's on. It's on. That's on somewhere. Close is also on another f- platform. EO just got available on AO until EO. Oh, is EO. It's about a donkey. I want to see it. Um, but we don't know. We don't know. So uh, we since we don't know. Are we all picking all quiet in the Western Front? Anyway. Yep. Um, next, fuck the original song. Let's go for oh, best picture. Oh, 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 oh. But makeup what? and hairstyling, all quiet on the Western Front. Or, or the, the whale, because of how they made uh, Colin Farrell look. Yeah, because or, the whale or, isn't at all or, like that. Or what are we you hear yourself? Going? The whale is like that for the entire movie. Right. The Batman has what three scenes of the fucking? Ba- go I'm fuck yourself, Luke. With you guys. I know you are fucking with me. I'm just saying, go fuck yourself. Okay. Um, skipping original score. I don't know shit about that. All right, the best picture. I mean, it's just really what's your favorite. So movie we is. have All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. Avatar: The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin. Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Talk, <laughs> Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. That last one's just thrown on there. The last one is the only one I have not seen. It is fantastic, guys. Um, so, do you guys remember the last few years? The best picture stuff has been wildly different from everything else. Why? Why has nothing else been chosen on Women Talking? Oh wait, no, we're sk- we missed something. Oh, there's more after this. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's more after this. I'm like, no way. It's not made for Do something you else. Go circle back to this one then? Yeah, we'll circle back. Okay. That's a good idea. Production design? Skip. Yeah, we don't know. Sure Animated? Short stuff? We don't, I haven't seen any short stuff. I, mean, I maybe think one. one of them's on Apple TV. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. <laughs> that sounds well, I, I guess for the women talking, why are we have no actor or actress leading or supporting? That is surprising to me. Because That's what I'm saying. Why, why are we doing anything here? I don't know. Why are we not in directing? Why are we not in editing? I why wish. are we not in... I, well, the, the editing. Big ones, the other big I ones. And I get it. I, uh, editing, maybe not editing, but... I'm just curious as to why we're not in these other things. That's why I feel it, like it could it's be a thrown simplistic on there. nature. It's it could just be really it could a camera be, on yeah. fucking people talking. So, that's why I'm curious. I'm just curious as to it feels thrown on there. Yeah. So. No, it does feel that way. I agree with yeah. you. Um, Short film live action for funsies. For funsies, let's go with visual effects. We've seen all of them, I think. What about sound? Uh, do you know about sound? 
Yeah, I can hear it. What no, had the he most doesn't sound? know anything. He doesn't know anything. All quiet Fine. on the Western Front. Yeah, he's like, you don't know shit. <laughs> That's what I heard. Because Alba is uh, clearly had the best effects? sound. Come on, it's the man who created visual Spent effects. like 15 Avatar. years making the okay. one movie. Yeah. If, if Avatar doesn't win and Top Gun gets it, fuck Oh, dude, if Top Gun gets it, he's going to fucking kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go to Mariana's Trench and open the fucking Pacific Rim portal. Mariana's to fuck with us. <laughs> dude, yeah, no. I mean, uh, come on. So, it's Avatar, right? No one's disagreeing yeah, with this. I mean, right? it has okay. to be. Okay. I that mean, water looks so realistic. How do you do that? Yeah, but the frames, the, the FPSs, man. Let it, let it go. <laughs> okay, so um, writing, adapted screenplay, mm-hmm. Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. That's the only one good. I haven't seen is Living. Oh, there's Women Talking. There it is. Yeah, Sarah Polly, the director who also wrote it, is not here. Um. You know, at first I was like, why is Knives, uh, Glass Onion on here? It's because it's based on Knives Out. It's not adapted, really, but it's because it's based on it. He didn't write it, I don't think, from a... I think that's what I heard. I'm not 100%. That's interesting. It's a weird thing, it's right? It's a weird one, yeah. I would I don't say know. All Quiet on the Western Front. Really? The I screenplay? Is that the screenplay screen screamed at you? <laughs> Is that what is that what got you? Compared to the, the screenplay, ones? Huh? You read you were reading the page as you were watching the movie? Compared to what Top Gun Compared Maverick? to Glass Onion, I would say. What are you talking about? Know. You didn't like it? I thought you were I did. I, it, I did but I mean uh, adapted screen <laughs> <laughs> A perfect mystery. Or or a war movie where the visuals and the performance matters more. Sorry, I'm just being funny. Uh Ralph, what are you thinking? Sure, yeah, that one. Glass Onion? So, no, not that one. I don't know why Top Gun's there, so... I have no idea either. I'm guessing because it worked and it shouldn't have worked as a movie. I guess because they were like, how did you make an enemy and not say that enemy's name? Right, right, right. No, the movie did work when I really didn't think it was, so... Yeah, that's one of those for sure. (laughs) Like, for me, it's women talking, obviously, because that's that's just a hard-hitting one. The dialogue, it's all dialogue, it's 99% dialogue. So, like, oh, yeah. there you go, there you go, it's, there you go. That's the one I want to win. Yes, all right. Writing I, original script, fine, give us originals. Just Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. I mean, I mean, if everything everyone wasn't on here, I would probably pick Triangle of Sadness. I, I'm thinking Triangle of Sadness, but. The problem is... Everything in is so original. I, that's what I want. But it's what? The I didn't care for the plot. It was so out there. and Yeah. yeah. You mean you're heartless? And you yeah, get it's it crazy to heal. Right, it's crazy to heal from your trauma. Wow. Yeah, yeah writing butt plug, butt plug trophies in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Like you didn't laugh your ass off when you saw that. Literally, so, yeah. Uh, triangle of sadness. <laughs> huh? No, it's a good solid second. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just feel for yeah. I feel for original. I want to say like banshees and everything have it. Like 
they feel like so original. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the Fablemans is just that's a played out story. I don't know why that's it's, there. Tri- Trigo Sadness is Trigo is also like a like, it's not played out story, but it's also like a well known story. We've seen it before, but also the, the the compilation of those three different kind of tales within. Yeah, I one. get and I get that and I get that right, uh, right. And then Tar also like, uh, that feels like a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I get they're all they're all in original in their own way. Of course, I'm not saying, but yeah. The solid picks is for Fablemans. Other than Fablemans, the solid picks. Watch, that's the one that wins. <laughs> it might. I, I've been disappointed before, like the artists and shit. Yes. Oh, you love that movie. I don't. I'm only saying that because there's audience members that might take you seriously. <laughs> it's the only reason I correct it was like you. You Waterworld of that year. You. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Owns three copies of it. <laughs> I think two of what you guys gifted to me to fucking mess with. It's me. like that. <laughs> There's a guy that collects Titanic things on VHS. Like the Titanic tapes. things? What? Titanic VHS tapes. What and movie it's... do you pick? God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking uh, about? Are we still on original? Yes. yes. Rob hasn't picked anything. I did already. What'd you say? I said between the Banshees and everything. So you didn't pick one yet. <laughs> you picked two all the time. and then I, I, picked, picked I, I said everything. And I said if everything wasn't there, I might go with triangle, which means I pick everything. And then Luke said, uh, "He said, uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Banshees.' Okay, all right. Solid pick. Triangle Great writer. Second. Okay, now, <laughs> wait. Now you're picking Triangle Sadness. Is that what you saying? So that would be a second choice. Oh, a second. Okay. All right. Best picture. Should I re say him? No, don't re say him. Um, here's where it's interesting because they often be, they pick best pictures separate to what they consider to be like the best movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like the best movie of the year, so to speak. That kind of like this is why that movie won last year. Remember, guys, the Apple TV movie won for best picture last year. Mm-hmm. Which one was that? I don't remember the name of it. It was about the deaf family. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. It yeah. didn't win anything else, guys. It just won best picture. Because they wanted a feel-good movie to represent the year. And since we're all kind of feeling that way these days, are they going to do the same this year is my question. And in which case, are we saying the Avatar is going to win that or the Fablemans or Top Gun? Because those are the feel-good movies of the year. Maybe Elvis, I guess. Um, these are the, 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 those, are what those, the, those are what those movies represent kind of of the year. Like the best picture is not necessarily the best director or the best screenplay. You know what I'm saying? So like... Are they going to throw like a, a weird thing like that is what I'm talking about. What I want, obviously, is everything. Winning everything. So, <laughs> like, it's no fucking mystery what I want. But, like, if not that, if it's not about the favorite and it's about a representation of the year, what do you guys feel like that year is? Is it the Avatar year? Is it the Top Gun year? What is it? I mean, they said, like, Top Gun saved like the movie industry because it was well, so it made the most money it didn't right. save anything but it did make it, yeah, it, made, like, it made people want to go see it in theaters that was the thing yes it did yeah but I don't know I think I would go for the Banshees hmm surprise why, why isn't Banshees your number one then <laughs> oh right because the whale isn't that, yeah. that much <laughs> no no I'm messing with you uh, Raph what are you what are you thinking here Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. There are some solid picks here. So. I, I I do feel like when you look at Avatar 
and Top Gun being on here, those are like gigantic money-making movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like compared to The Banshees, mm-hmm. compared yeah. to Tar, Women Talking, yeah. All Quiet. Like those are uh, Triangle of Sadness. Look at Triangle of Sadness. Fucking probably made a percentage of half these, you know, those two movies. Mm-hmm. Like even yeah. Elvis. Elvis would probably be the next biggest movie probably. Um, yeah. And it's it is interesting to say I I do feel like it's not like they don't belong there, but I yeah the third biggest movie is Elvis fourth is Fablemans right right exactly and then after that it doesn't matter you know everything ever was definitely after that but yeah matter. I but at the same time I feel like the I feel like the everything everywhere all at once is like the modern pick you know what I'm saying mm. I feel like that's the most like not pro- progressive is like the wrong word to use but it's definitely the most uh, it's it's unique and it's also like moving forward with stuff. It stole Disney's, uh, what's it called? The uh, thunder with the, the, the multiverse. Yeah, I did. I yeah, did a better job of it in one movie. Yeah. In one movie, right. Exactly. So I don't know. It's, it's like, it's an interesting thing. I, I want to say like everything, cause this is my number two, everything, everywhere else on my one is number two. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't be. My opinion of it, to be honest. I really hope it does win. It might. I really might. And there's also a really good chance that it could win too. So I'm going for it. If they win, it'll be like Parasite again, where like the right movie for me wins. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really hope that happens because that's what I want. And that is essentially all the awards, the Academy Awards breakdown, so to speak, and our picks on those movies. I know that I forgot who the host is. Is that one guy who does one of the late shows? What's his name? He did it before. Uh, so the hosts are going to be, it's a bunch of people. Yeah, but there's one. Should we Kimmel? Kimmel, yes. Kimmel's doing it, I heard. So hopefully not another Moonlight happens because that Moonlight fiasco happened when he was hosting, by the way. Not that it was his fault or anything. Um, but uh, are you guys going to watch the ceremony? I unfortunately worked that day. You all going to be there? I worked. I will be tra- Well, I'll probably already get to my destination, but I'm going on a trip. So we'll All see right. what happens. Okay. Well, at the very least, we'll watch YouTube recaps of it. We'll see. Um, but anyway, guys, that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast now that we're back from our vacation. Remember, we are a bi-weekly show. Normally, we come out every other Wednesday. This is a special show. It's going to come out on Friday right before the Oscars. However, uh, we do come out like every other Wednesday. So um, next time, Luke is picking the movies. What are those movies, Luke? The first movie is 65. 65, as in 65 million years, I think it means. No, right? 65, 2023. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, that's what I think what yeah. it means. So that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one is a Netflix exclusive because the check cleared. Mm-hmm. Luther, The Fallen Sun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Based on the hit BBC cop drama. Mm-hmm. Also on Netflix. Is it on Netflix, Luther? Luther? Yeah, that's where I saw all of it. I've been meaning to rewatch it. Well, I saw it like on. B- I saw it way back. So as it came out on BBC. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. Uh, and uh, so, are we doing this third one too? Yeah, the third one that you mentioned before. Yeah. Okay, the third one, which we might do or might not do, depending <laughs> which is a marathon, will be a Hulu original movie called Boston Strangler. <laughs> Guess what that's about? It's about Pokemon. Inspired by a true story. Yes. <laughs> on Pokemon. All right. 
that is what we're going to review for our, our show next time. So until then, everyone, I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. Later. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.